uh, you're live. I'm live. Am I yeah. am I good? Do, do I look good? I always look good. Right? No. Hey, welcome to Couch on Fire podcast. This is Rob. That is Alex. Pointed the wrong way. Oh shit. Uh, anyway, yes, these videos. I, I can't I can't see you, Alex. So I don't know what fucking way you are. It's probably Rob, the same Rob, way every every also, time. Also, and yeah, uh, we really are. Uh, technical point again. Camera, just push it towards the microphone. Aim it more at the um, microphone. You well, are can't, hanging can't, all the, the way camera, out of the frame. Do you understand the camera is attached to the monitor? So if I'm gonna to, hold There's on. There's gotta be a me, way to fix me, this. Let me just, okay, let me let me try something. Give me one second. Anyway, anyway, but so yes, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I just wanted to first thank a viewer. Um. He did a shout out on his podcast. We actually talked a little bit, and I think we're going to be doing a crossover soon. But Voices of Misery podcast, thank you so much for doing a shout out for us. I appreciate it. Um, oh, they shouted will, us out. Uh, well, he yeah, he talked about it on his podcast. He talked about oh. doing something with us and everything, and I was just like, that's awesome. So he's excited. Yeah. I'm excited. We just got to work out the dates, and we'll figure that out soon. So thank you. I just want to say thank you. Awesome. Anyway, Alex, you know what I was just thinking? How much I love tuna fish and how much I love the dead whales and the tuna fish. <laughs> wow. Wow. Was, was that a good segue into what you wanted to talk about? What? <laughs> so I, I propositioned Rob. I was like, yo, we live in a really weird planet. Uh, Kraken are still real. Like sea monsters do exist. Uh uh, the smell, I, and I've I've got other things, and I'm not gonna spoil them quite yet. But he well, leads with dead whale in tuna. Real quick, proof. Tell me, the, show me the proof that Kraken still exists. Where's the giant squid? Done. Giant squid. Yeah. Well, how, well, how big is a is a giant squid, and how big is a well, Kraken is an octopus, isn't it? It's a squid. Is specifically. It? So what's what's the difference? Like what what is like okay, None. once you hit that five ton, you you're a kraken or once you winter no you're under it's it's tons. it's not a scientific delineation oh okay. but the we have this creature that fits the definition of a mythologically large squid that can and will eat viking ships well uh, i've i've always been a believer of the kaiju so i think that there's things underneath this world underneath the depths of this ocean is, is this some will, hollow earth theory shit what the fuck <laughs> will, will, it will come out eventually but that's just me so i'm not uh, saying i'm not well, you know i'm not i'm not comparing them to the kaiju so, but <laughs> yeah okay so every, the the astute and the well-read viewers at home are guaranteed like wait wait are you saying giant squid top, uh capsized viking ships and the answer is yes when the vikings were roaming around we were in a micro ice age. Everything was frozen. So those deep, dark depths, how cold it is down there, the usual habitat of the giant squid, it's like that on the surface at that latitude. So they came up and mistook the shit for a, 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 a humpback and tried to eat the humpback that it saw on the surface of the water, which was actually the Viking ship. We see great whites do it with surfers. The same well, thing. I, I think people are getting confused though. I feel like uh, the simple-minded people like me 
um, would think when they think of Kraken, they think of Pirates of the Caribbean, this giant thing that's like it's not gonna topple a skipjack. Ain't yeah. nothing that big, necessarily. Um, I think a good movie that represents a good sized Kraken is uh, Kong on Skull Island because it to him it was just a regular octopus-sized octopus, but to us it was obviously this huge giant octopus. Yeah. Uh, not octopus squid, but anyway. But yeah, a little smaller than that. I, I think the longest tentacles get up to 80 feet. Something yeah. like that. I mean, they're they're ginormous. They could wreck a Viking trireme. Gone. Those long boats were only 20 feet long. At the what, top uh, end. What, what brought this up? What were you doing where you were just like, fucking squids? <laughs> I, we live in this bizarre planet and and i love finding out these little factoids like we have uh leviathan as well it's a it's a little guy it's only 118 feet long but it's it's a long oarfish like this is this is a real thing and it's a sea serpent it's it's the definition of a sea serpent it's 118 goddamn feet long and that one's apparently a baby we had one of those wash up on our shores like uh last year the year before over in california and all these researchers took 20 people to lift the goddamn thing for this photo and it did rounds on social media and i'm like that's a sea serpent but what these scientists have picked up is a literal sea serpent and then i was like oh giant squid kraken duh so that was the thing um well you know you know i, I see these uh i see these pictures on facebook and things and i always think it's just like some joke i really do like some of the, some of these pictures i'm just like these are Photoshop. Like they'll come across like some some little fish, probably about you know I don't know. Half and then pull foot. it out of the water, and it's half their torso. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird. It's just like uh, no, but I, I always think that that stuff is fake. But uh, obviously, there's actual documentation that is real. That a uh, lot of this shit is real. Not Michael Bay. Uh, James Cameron himself discovered yeah. over 120 species. While doing oh, yeah. research for the new for Avatar the movies. Really? For the new yeah. Avatar movie? Yeah. He did, well, that's what that whole sub thing was. Like, it was part excursion, uh, part, uh, like, legitimate science as well. Like, he financed the whole thing himself and was like, hey, scientists, what should I put in this thing? And they were like, take this stuff. But for him, the purpose of the trip was to see this bordering on alien life down there for inspiration for the new avatar films because it's got like 16 charted out or some shit damn uh another fun factoid uh humans have already lost their first interspecies war how why what what uh so <laughs> during world war ii this is one of Let's my favorite roll it back. Roll oh it yeah back. okay this one <laughs> this one's back. one of my favorites uh this is a fact. Uh, during World War II, Australia felt left out. So they declared war on emus. You know, the giant flightless bird? Yeah, I, I, I know what an emu is. Yeah, the smaller... So, so, so hold on, time out, time out. Flag on the field. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about this. So, a lot, during... That, was it the 40s? Yeah. yeah so 30s and 40s. 40s yeah, during the 40s, Australia 
So emus were a problem, and they they decided to do yeah. It was disrupting their agricultural situation. Like farmers all over the country were like, "We've got to kill these fucking birds. Uh, they're tearing <laughs> up our fields." And uh, the Australian leg- legislative body said, "Sure, okay, we declare war on the emus." Uh, and they sent the military out to handle these emus, and. <laughs> Commanders in the field were quoted as like, I've never seen guerrilla warfare like this. It's as if they had no leader. Like, bizarre, bizarre <laughs> shit coming out of these people. And this is a this is a real event that happened. Like, they they poached up at this one particular farm with like a, a, a 50 cal Gatling gun in the back of a jeep, right? And you go, okay, emu. Just dunk, 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 and you're done. Well, this herd of emu rolled up and they scattered the second the thing started to spool. So it was like, zzzz, before it started going, duck, 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 duck. And they were like, fuck that! And it bolted. <laughs> and they couldn't get him. The military lost. Like, they actually had to seed the conflict. I just have this image in my brain of like, like it was like a horror movie. It's really late at night. The car's broken down. There's, no more, there's no more bullets. I'm gonna get there's me fo- an emu now. <laughs> and there's a, yeah, and the and the fog is just rolling in. And you're like, what is that, that noise? <laughs> like run run really fast across the street. Like what what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then it's like a thousand emus just start pummeling in the oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You you say they're 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 bad for the aquaculture, and that's why they were trying to kill them. Well, you know, there's people in this world that maybe we're overpopulated and we're bad for the alpha, you know, for the world. And maybe we should kill. Never mind. That's a whole nother topic. Ah, ah, ah. You're touching on two more that I've got. Uh, oh, okay. Go on. Go on. Uh, so we, we are genuinely, like, awful. And the rest of the plant and animal life throughout the world basically understands uh, that that is the case. The smell of fresh cut grass, okay? It's the smell of summer. Barbecues, kids playing in the yard. You could buy a candle right now, a Yankee candle of fresh cut grass because it's a a spring, like it's ready for a season change. I'm I'm excited. Uh, So that smell is actually the plant communicating. You know how, like, animals have calls that elicit, like, hey, there's a dangerous predator nearby. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide yourself because everybody's getting ate out in here. So you tell the bee that the grass communicates to the other grass saying, uh, this shit is real. (laughs) The freaky deaky sky blade god has come back to call the non-believers. Yes. The spinning blade sky god has come back to litter our homes with the limbs of our friends and family. Hide your kids. That's the smell of fresh cut grass. It's the unadulterated whales of the damned. And it's the funniest thing I can think of. Everybody's so peaceful. They love it. Just, ah, summer. Meanwhile, the grass is going... Uh, sorry, I'm going it so much. Are you telling me that when you when you get a house, are you gonna cut grass or every oh, time you fuck get a yeah. house, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a, like just because 
I understand the problems doesn't mean I'm gonna be that guy. Well, you know, I now thinking about it. And we do it, this for people, aesthetics. Well, the people, the, yeah. The people, now thinking about it, the people that cut their grass, but then feed it nutrients is basically just saying, "Oh yeah, I killed your family, but here's a treat." <laughs> well, not just that. You're forcibly feeding them their friends, family, and neighbors' lim severed limbs. That becomes grass food. Uh, this this just went left. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm still dog right now. <laughs> a dog. I'm not kidding. It's the funniest fucking thing to me. I I just the height of like peak human arrogance and brutal yeah. uncaring irony. I I think it's hilarious. I can't describe how funny I think that is. We live in such a weird cosmos. Like, there's no way. There's no way with half of the shit. Did you know we have uh, 30 some odd planetary bodies that are all Earth-sized or greater? Like, like... Yeah, so everybody thinks about, like, the 64 some odd moons around Jupiter and Saturn alone... It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's a moon. It's a little guy. The vast majority of each set of moons for both those two planets are larger than the size of the Earth. So those those moons are full worlds unto themselves. I um That's weird, right? We have thirty some odd planetary bodies in our solar system that are earth size plus and we know no. of eight of them and we're we're time. bitching about a ninth time out time out time out time out this everyone that's listening right now this is why i fell in love with alex haskins because we started out with the kraken then we moved on to well first we we, we started out with uh, whales being in tuna fish then the kraken then we moved on to gra people, the grass screaming, the giant emus killing people. Then we moved on to grass screaming at each other, and now we're in space. And I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog. Uh, You're speaking my language. For all, the, for all the people out there, we're speaking your language right now. Um, but the moons, I knew about the moons. I, I actually knew this. This was, I don't know much. But I actually knew that there's moons out there that are even bigger than the Earth that have water that have like pretty much I feel like we, we have a better chance of surviving if we go to a moon than we would another planet if that makes sense uh, don't the you problem, think the problem is going to be getting there with those scenarios uh, because there's a lot of radiation and those are long trips with uh, rocketry as it stands right now there are some brand new technologies that we're devising right now that are in like the experiment phase that could uh, Trump conventional rocketry in that regard but out of sheer like we don't have the gas to make it there we've got to start with Mars unfortunately we do we yeah so, so you're saying as soon as we as soon as we can really get to Mars that means we can go past Mars uh, the tech well that that depends on the R&D cycle and there's there's no telling with uh, from DARPA to uh, NASA and then to SpaceX kind of how long that development process will take 
Uh, but there, there are uh, R&D projects going right now uh, that would significantly decrease the quantity of time to, to, to get to like Pluto and the Kuiper Belt down to a human lifetime manageable level. Uh, and those are just normal shit, like the occasional nuclear burst behind the ship or something. Still basically conventional rocketry. Okay. Uh, and then there's the weird stuff. It looks like Alcubier drives, and I'll explain what those are here in a second, are yes. uh, our, our ticket to faster-than-light travel. Not warp gates, not, not hyperspace, not any of that bullshit. Literally, we bend space-time itself and ride the wave like we were surfing. At no point do we, the humans or anything there, break the speed of light, because the speed of light is affected by gravity. So if you increase gravity in the front of your ship and decrease gravity in the back of your ship, it forms like this bubble, effectively, of warped space-time, right? You've got a dip. You've seen these black hole dip diagrams, right? I have. I have. Imagine that. I've seen them. Wrapped around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put one of those in front of a rocket ship. Okay. An outside observer would not be able to tell the difference that you weren't going faster than the speed of light, but all objects and persons within the craft are actually not. In fact, you could manage doing this without any propulsion at all other than the bubble and surfing. And it's faster than light travel. Effectively. It's it's literally cheating the system because but you're changing I, I what the speed of light is around you based on gravity. I... 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 <laughs> yeah. I have no words. I have to, well, the only reason why I have... To, I, one of the things that we do on this podcast and I love is that we really don't tell each other what we're going to talk about until the time comes. Which oh, yeah. is great because that, 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 leaves, that leaves that pure shockness in it and... So I had no idea we were taking we were talking about this. Um, it's one of those things where I've always been intrigued about it, but like, like hearing it, it, I don't know. It's just we're probably fifty years out from figuring out a, a, a capsule that can do that. Yeah. Uh, at size, uh, and then another fifty some odd years out from like going into production, well, possibly being a thing. So I mean, b b it's cr it's crazy that people have to, um, conversations about this stuff because if really it will it won't be our lifetime. We'll never I'll never fucking know if this is if this, this is gonna happen. I mean, think about maybe. it. Maybe. Like, well, we well, said maybe. that about the personal computer in this fucking scrying mirror we keep in our goddamn pocket everywhere we go. Well, so here, here's a funny thing I think about. Let me let me scoot down for the video. Yeah, get real here's a, close. Uh, here's here's a funny thing that I I think is crazy. This is this is time, time itself. Just this is what gets me going. Um, so obviously, in the forties, fifties, thinking that someone's ever going to go in space or walk on the moon, you know, was never going to happen. And we stepped in foot the 60s. on another world. Yeah, yeah, we stepped on another world. And the same thing, like you're saying, the personal computer, and then the the way we're going with phones. I mean, there's a phone out there you can fold in half. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, there's 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 things that are you know the the future is upon us. But with that said, 
there was a but there was also talks of we should be having by now we should have had flying cars or we should have had hoverboards or we should have things that well legit hoverboards i know there's something out there but like actual like retail you can buy them right now hoverboards um i could probably put something together that would function that way um yeah but why why aren't like do you think that yeah we have we we jumped a little bit with uh technology but do you think that with the the knowledge that this world has not just saying the world not just the united states why aren't we more advanced we have flying cars that's the thing you know what the problem is what bureaucracy it's the red tape meeting uh the safety requirements of both uh the motor vehicles uh administration uh for highway safety standards is mutually exclusive to uh, the FAA and all uh, comparable organizations throughout the world, their flight safety requirements. It's a mutually exclusive set, and you can't get them to, like, there's no gray space between them to ride that line and go, all right, this meets both sets of requirements, period. No, neither side of you can argue with this. This is a viable, safe product that we can sell now. Uh, they they can't clear the the hurdles of the safety requirements. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, there have been twelve separate companies that have tried now, and I don't think any of them has succeeded. I think there's one still in contention. Uh, we should hear something about that in early next year, if I'm not mistaken. I just, you know, I love the thought of space. I really do. But why aren't we doing more exploration here under the water? Yeah, oh my here. god. Or not even just under the water, just how deep can we go? Or like, more, there's more. We we can't properly date the Sphinx. We have no idea when that was actually created. And we have a lot of evidence that says that wasn't Egyptian. That it was whatever dynasty existed in that geographic location prior to the Egyptians, they made it. And. We don't, we don't have any evidence that anybody actually existed prior to that, other than the Sphinx. Uh, well, and it's, we, can, a, we can't date it. Here's a, here's a theory I've always said. I've always said that. Okay, so thousand years from now, they'll we'll build monuments. We'll build we'll build things. Kind of I don't Trump's know, like great wall. basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I I've always thought that. The Earth re just recycles. Like there's a there's a lifespan. So basically, at the beginning of time, like the world wonders. Okay, the Sphinxes, the the pyramids, all these things, the the things that we find in the ocean of Atlantis, all these things. This was a community, like that was so far in advance, an alien race that was so far in advance. But for some reason, they treated the Earth bad. So there was a big reset, and now we're doing it all over again and then in 100 200 300 years they'll just hit reset again and then check this out you know. so that greater cataclysm idea yeah what you know like the one that spawned the idea of noah's flood and is yeah. present in every culture yes around the globe uh there's actually a mounting body of evidence suggesting that that actually did occur and that it was an asteroidal impact from the torrid meteor stream during the younger Dryas Ice Age. 
Oh. It's called the Younger okay. Dryas Impact Hypothesis. Not to throw some uh, biblical things at you right now, because I know how much you love biblical stuff. Um, so I, I believe that. I, I, I do believe yeah. that 100%. The thing that's a little far-fetched is like, how did Noah know about this? Or were they- or was We weren't this, looking or for was... the right stuff. Like, Honestly. So we saw, um, there, there's more recent asteroidal impacts and meteor impacts uh, leave very specific evidences. Uh, and some, something large enough that would cause a global flood event, uh, as is being suggested, would have to have a pretty big impact. And there's no real impact uh, layer in, in the soil record anywhere. Uh, not that we can see. And that was the problem. We didn't see like ash, dust, soot, grime, uh, molten spot in, in like the all the way up north Canada when it was where it was supposed to the most likely spot for it to have caused the impact but it was an ice age it was an ice that, age that that was ice it didn't hit the ground it can't have deposited into the ground it did however utterly vaporize massive soil layers and create mm -hmm. micro diamonds out of it micro diamonds that can be found all over the planet at that specific layer. Literal microscopic diamonds in, in like little sphere shapes. So you're, so you're saying these are the proofs that this is happening? Yeah, yeah. We weren't looking for the right stuff to uh, justify the plausibility uh, of, a, of a cataclysmic impact event, but we're, more and more evidence comes in every single day suggesting that is in fact what happened which is the fear that we that we've talked about before on this podcast we don't have any and, ability and, to stop it yeah i was gonna say if this if this is meant to be it's meant to be at any given moment you know i've always i've i've you know at any given moment a giant asteroid can come and hopefully annihilate us up there hopefully bruce willis will go up there and save us uh, or chuck norris Sends from the heavens. Sorry, that that was okay. a throwback. <laughs> um, but, but no, definitely. Um, so, asteroid hits the Earth, it happens. And wipes. I mean, yeah. It just reset button. Like, I really wish there was a NASA television channel. There is actually. Is there really? Yeah. Why? Maybe not for the common man, but for the person that's rich that uh, pays for that cable package. Because no, you, you can go on channel. and watch the, the live stream from the ISS from multiple camera feeds oh, right now. Okay. Uh, well, in addition, there's why... some in the Johnson Center. There's some uh, for every press conference. Uh, that information exists and is published. Well, I just want to know because, like, like you know, I'm sure, I'm sure asteroids fall to Earth, like, almost every day. Yeah. I'm sure there's something that's like, oh, something came in our atmosphere. It's okay. Yeah, meteorites uh, of scary size, in fact, up to five meters in our atmosphere all the time. We have no concept that 90% of them even fall due yeah. specifically to the fact that 
they'll just explode or burn up and ain't no camera pointed that way or the sky is too bright right then because sunlight you know it's daytime and we can't see the explosion yeah or if we're asleep through the explosion <laughs> see that would be something i mean well then a shooting comet is a shooting that... star yeah is that an actual star a comet shooting a, a comet is not a shooting star uh, it is a it's its own phenomenon it's a tiny little rock uh about a kilometer across usually but some get bigger and some get smaller uh that had this hugely elliptical orbit around the sun and go out to like the Kuiper belt or the asteroid belt and loop back around the sun from there uh and they'll pass within visibility distance of earth uh during its long orbits uh that's what a comet is a shooting star is a meteorite burning up in the atmosphere uh and the ion trail that it leaves as it super cooks re-entering at a really bad angle uh, it'll just I mean, vaporize I, the dust i've seen a lot of shooting stars in my day and i'm still yet to get these damn wishes <laughs> when you wish upon a star god isn't listening no but disney <laughs> is and, and disney is god <laughs> so they're trying to be jesus here, <laughs> Good God. Uh, there's a lot of other crazy stuff I could get into. Um, well, you said something to me about these killer whales. Let's talk about these okay. killer whales. Okay, okay. We're at the 30-minute mark. Do you want to Do you want to transition? Do you want to save that one? We'll save it. You know what? We'll okay. do part two sometime in the next couple weeks. Okay, because I've got more stuff I can pile into this Earth yes. is weird action. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. You know what? But now I know, so now I'll be prepared. And I'll have fucking shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't don't look at uh fungi. Okay, Dibs. And that one's fun. Because it's hacking and identity theft and all the crazy fun stuff uh, we're like listen, freaking out I, about right now is so routine. It's not a big well, deal. I'm, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> 